Hey there, friends. Welcome to Behind the Mask with Doug Sarver, episode two. I want to thank everyone for the comments and reactions to our first episode last week. I have taken in your words of advice and requests, and will be working on getting some things changed. Last week, I told my story, which was very hard for me to do, but I felt the need to open up and share right away. I welcome you to the year 2021. What's in store for you this year? Are you planning some big vacations or changing homes or vehicles? Are you planning on changing jobs? Are you excited about the new adventures that await you this year? Well, I am. You know, last year was kind of difficult for everybody. Um, Wearing masks on the outside is a lot different than wearing them on the inside. This week, my story is about Jim, a new friend of mine. And I'm calling this podcast, Even Death Refused to Have Me. So I want to jump right in and tell you Jim's story, with some modifications to make it public-friendly, of course. So Jim was born and raised in a home where the man is the leader and the wife had to obey everything, the husband said. You never spoke out of turn, and you never raised your voice over Jim's dad. For if you did, well, let's just say you never did again. His dad left early for work, came home late every night. He would sit down watching TV and drink a six-pack. If dinner wasn't ready when he got home, the whole world turned upside down. Between all of this and the bullying at school, Jim just didn't feel any love or any reason to live on. So after a long battle with depression and holding it all inside, he decided to end it all. Jim took all his mom's pain medicine at once, hoping it would end him quickly. What he didn't count on was the private detective neighbor being home. He heard Jim screaming and rushed in to help. They were able to save Jim at the hospital But this was only going to make things worse at home. For now, his dad started calling Jim a worthless, unrespectable quitter. For years, Jim dealt with the pain of being more bullied at school for even failing at dying. He had to deal with his parents always fighting and his dad always angry. He also had to deal with therapists for years who seemed to only care about getting paid giving him more meds, except they could only give him enough pain medicine or enough pills for two days at a time. Fast forward many years later, Jim is married, has two young daughters, an amazing wife. Jim is now realizing just how alike him and his father were. He was very angry and drank every night. He hardly had any time for his family, but it wasn't because of his work. He expected, no, demanded dinner was ready when he got home from work each night and never helped with any cleaning. He never saw the resemblance until he saw a piece of paper his youngest daughter wrote and accidentally left on the floor. His daughter said in this journal page that she wishes she was loved. She wishes that her dad cared for her. 
but all he does is yell and scream. Then he read the rest of the page, and a light bulb went on in his head. She said that she just didn't think the world was for her, and she just wanted to end it. Well, Jim sat down with his family and finally opened up about his past. He had finally taken off the mask that he had hid behind all these years. He sold the, pers- the journal page to his family and said he never wanted anyone to feel unloved again. Jim started going to therapy and changed his life tremendously. He wanted his family to feel loved and appreciated. He never wanted his girls to go through what he did as a kid. A couple of years later, the family was doing amazing. A new family had moved in next door. They, be, they became very close. The Newlands were Christians and always asked Jim and his family to come to church, but they never pushed the subject too much. About a year after the Newlands moved in, Jim found himself in yet another big disaster. He felt sick and stayed home while his family went shopping for Christmas. Later in the day, Jim heard the doorbell. When he opened the door, two officers were standing there. They asked if they could come in and talk to Jim. The officers went on, the officers went on to tell Jim that his family was in a bad accident. There was a drunk driver who cut off a semi-truck. The trucker tried to stop but ended up tipping over right on top of his family's van. The van was crushed under the truck and nobody in the van survived. Jim had finally got the family he loved, and now it was over. In one instance, his whole life came tumbling down again. The Newlands tried their best to console Jim during these times, but what can you do when someone loses their entire family, especially when they think it was their fault and that they should have been there? Jim lasted about a week before he couldn't take it anymore. His family was his main reason for living. Now, all he has is a meaningless job and a big house full of memories that haunt him. Nothing mattered anymore. Jim had inherited one thing when his dad passed away, and that was the family gun. Jim never really touched it, as he just wasn't much of a gun person. But this night, he took the gun, loaded it, and tried to end his life. Between the tears and the confusion of not knowing what life means at all, Jim couldn't hold the gun steady. When he pulled the trigger, the bullet went into his shoulder. He fainted, but was still alive. The Newlands heard the gunshot and called 911. Jim was able to be recovered in the hospital, but the struggle wasn't over. Everyone knew that Jim was not steady, nor could he be left alone. Jim had no family, so the Newlands took him in. The Newlands Church had a recovery program, and Mr. Newland had begged Jim to go. He promised it wasn't a bunch of preaching, but just people trying to help other people. So Jim said he would try it out. The first time, Jim was very quiet and just sat there taking everything in. However, the second week, Jim felt this huge urge to open up. He opened up and told his entire life story to everyone there. He ripped off the mask and pretty much said there is no reason to hide anymore. The group worked closely with Jim for months. He did finally get through the depression and hopeless thoughts, 
but the pain of life would never leave him. Jim ended up going to the church and even became saved. He read the Bible every day and night and asked many questions about God. Years later, Jim became the head leader of the recovery program in his church. He also became well-known in his community for helping those in need. He finally found what life was all about. He found his calling. Now, Jim says he is completely changed, but I know he still has thoughts about his past. He will never get over the loss of his family, but now he at least has a reason to live. As I talked with Jim, I couldn't help but wonder how many people out there have had stories kind of like this. The one thing Jim said that really stuck with me was that he, ne- he always felt alone in his deepest struggles. Even during the recovery group, he had times where he felt alone. We all feel alone when we have these deepest moments in life. But Jim said that the one thing he realized was that God was there the whole time. If it wasn't for the Newlands showing him who God really was, Jim may have never known and may have never made it through the valley he was in. I asked Jim what his favorite Bible verse was, and it was the same as mine. He said the one verse that really stuck hold on his heart right away was Philippians 4.13. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. But he went on to say that there are so many verses out there that God has shown him that really plays a huge part in his daily life. The mask that we hide behind just makes things worse. The pain inside our hearts grow every single day that we keep it inside. When Jim finally ripped that mask off and told his life story, it was like a huge load had been lifted off. Jim said the one thing that he wished was that he wished he knew God when he was a kid. Because then he would have known that even through the darkest, deepest parts of his life, he would have been okay. Because he knew that God was there. But at the time, he didn't know who God was. And for me, a Christ follower, not having God is unimaginable to me. You know, without God, there is no hope. There is no reason. There is no future other than what is now. So for my listeners today, I'm not trying to talk you into a life of following Christ. I I just want to say, because Jim's story ended with God being his, his focus point, his life, his Savior, I just want to mention, you know, God is here, and God loves you. And even when you feel alone and you don't have anybody, he's always there, right next to you, 
You may not be able to hear him, but he hears you. Talk to him. He loves you. I asked Jim one more thing. I said, hey, Jim, um, I love music, and I know you do too. Is there any song that really stuck with you in your um, recovery and helped you through? And he said, yeah, there is one song. Um, It's called Surrender. And uh, I think Flame and uh, V. Rose sings it. I said, yeah, um, they do. It's a song that I know and I listen to quite a bit. Um, listeners, if, if you want to look it up, it's, it's a really good song. And um, it really does help when you're going through some deep, dark pain in your life. Well, anyway, thank you, Jim, for your story. And uh, I really appreciate you opening up and sharing. I know it's hard. Trust me, I know it's hard to share. Friends, this was Behind the Mask with Doug Sarver, Episode 2. I hope you enjoyed, and I hope you'll subscribe and like and come back. Um, Again, let me know what you think. Let me know if uh, there's some changes I can make. And I just hope that God is working through this podcast to help somebody in need. I love you all, and I pray for you. Have a great day.